Hi, and welcome to the CAFMA Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag. And with me today, there is, is no one more special than Captain Rick Mongo Olson. <laughs> thank you, sir. Rick, uh, Captain Olson, thank you for being here. Uh, I understand that you had a good burrito for breakfast. So you're ready to go. You're ready fed go. for this. Yes, sir. Um, so last week, we had an incident out of Drake out at Drake Cement. Mm-hmm. Um, from our perspective, our side of things for response, it went very well. Yeah. And we got a lot of good social media and media coverage out of it. And it was really related to a hazardous materials incident. And yes. so our hazmat team, short for hazardous materials, responded to uh, Drake mm-hmm. to assist. And I was thinking about it as I read some of the news stories, looked at social media. Um, I bet there's a lot of folks in our community and and some newer folks for CAFMA who really don't know maybe what a hazardous materials incident is. Mm-hmm. And now our, our new folks know what that is, but they may not know about the team. Um, and I bet the community doesn't really know or understand how we work together with Prescott for a regional approach to hazardous materials. And you being one of the leads on the regional hazmat team, mm-hmm. um, I was hoping maybe you could help us better understand um, what a hazmat team is, how we function with uh, the city of Prescott, what type of equipment do we have, mm-hmm. what type of incidents do we respond to? Because I also think outside of Drake, folks look at our community and they look down Glassford Hill Road and say, what's here for hazmat? Right, right. So um, start with kind of what is a hazardous materials incident? Okay, a hazardous materials incident can be something as small as uh, carbon monoxide okay. uh, leak. It can be uh, all the way up to a radiological incident where there's a release of radiological materials. So our hazmat team is qualified in um, chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, um, not explosive. So they have the acronym CBURNY. They added E a few years ago. Okay. Uh, We have explosive recognition training, but we don't have any bomb techs. As much fun as that would be. Um, right. I'm not allowed to do that, so that's cool. So how do we get you allowed to do that? How do we get you that training? I, I can figure it out one way or the other. If you're willing to put me through it, I would be – Let's take a look at it. Everybody come to my house for 4th of July. It would be great. Absolutely. Um, no. So um, we are – we're set up to handle chemical releases, um, recognize if uh, if there's a powder substance, if it's biological right. material. And then the radiological nuclear – Okay, so if we just stick to the radiological thing, that's more relevant to what we do. We can detect radiation, and then we okay. have partnerships with other agencies around the state that we can then call in and to help mitigate that. We don't really do the mitigation when it comes to radiation. Uh, we would identify it, set a hotline, and then we can de- decontaminate people, but mm-hmm. we're not going to do any hazmat cleanup. And that's right. an important thing to remember uh, for the members of the community that call us, we don't do the hazmat cleanup. Um, That becomes a responsibility of the person who had the release. Correct. So hazardous materials can be uh, any number of things that that's released that shouldn't be out there. All the bad stuff. Well, and what a lot of folks probably don't realize is when there's a a spill of gasoline or diesel at uh, the the gas station, um, depending on how big it is, 
you may be called out to help. That's something that we can kind of control and help clean up. Yeah. Uh, but typically the larger events, like you said, radiological events, uh, release of ammonia or mm. uh, chlorine gas, any of that stuff, it's more of a, a control the area, mm-hmm. set your perimeters for safety for the community, um, protect the folks who are exposed, get them treated and taken to a hospital. Yeah. Um, and, but when we, we look around the community and we see Walmart, uh, we see Jimmy John's, we're not, we're not the, the normal public isn't thinking hazardous materials, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I'm a nerd. So you, you name those and I start thinking about what, what can be released. Right. <laughs> so, um, that's, please don't misunderstand and think, oh my gosh, I can't go into these places. Sure. Hazardous materials, uh, are not really scary unless they're released. Right. So, um. Yeah, there's there's plenty of places all around this community that can release and like you said, gasoline. Gasoline is a mm-hmm. common one. So uh, what we kind have of a way of mitigating that? Yeah. What kind of equipment do you have to as as part of the regional team? And the regional team, just so folks understand, yeah. is a partnership between the city of Prescott Fire Department and CAFMA. Right, and that partnership has been in place since the beginning of the team. It's my understanding is before my time. Um, we keep that joint partnership uh, for personnel. Uh, reasons. So we mm-hmm. have 18 techs on ours. We have on our department, they have about the same on their department, okay. maybe a little bit less. We try to keep 30, 33 techs between the regional team. The importance of the regional team is interagency cooperation is essential for getting um, grants and uh, equipment. And it, it really helps the community at large. Right. And so that, that regional partnership is, uh, is is very tight. Our training, mm-hmm. we train together once a month. Um, we have in-house training as individual departments okay. on top of that. So we will run two, three hours once a month just as a as a, a department. Each shift will have one of those training sessions. Okay. And then as a team, every second Monday of the month, then we can do a site tour or get an idea of what's out there in the community. If there's a new uh, business that comes Mm -hmm. along and might have some um, potential hazardous materials, Mm -hmm. then we would go look at that and kind of get a pre-plan on what we would do. And when you talk about training, I think we had some social media information out recently about training as well, because might have been the week prior or a couple weeks prior to the incident at Drake, you had just run a hazmat drill out of Station 58, correct? Yes. And what was that drill for? Well, I got to try and remember what that drill was. We, uh, well, we do all kinds of drills out of the station. So let me put it this way. We have, we'll have drills on PPE. So every year we have to get into our level A suits. So personal Um, protective equipment is PPE. Yeah, personal protective equipment. Uh, Those big old Stay Puff marshmallow suits. Right. I remember those. Yeah, you remember those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then we have the... um, and those are fully encapsulated. We have, then we just have chemical suits. Then we have our, our SCBA and turnouts. Um, but we we go over um, WMD, which will be this month's weapons of mass destruction. Of mass destruction. Do I have? To, I'm throwing out the acronyms. I'm sorry about That's that. That's all right. I'll get them. What? All right. He's picking up everything I'm throwing down. Right. You know, I've I got dropped it. the ball so many times I need to not pick it up anymore. That's what I need to do. I've just been chastised so many times by our new producer. Oh, about using too many acronyms. Hitting you pretty heavy on that one, huh? Yes, she has. 
Okay. My apologies. That and time. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, she has a microphone over there. She'll chime in at some point when she feels comfortable. We have computer programs that we also work with <laughs> to um, do plume modeling. And uh, a Cameo Aloha Mar Plot is a uh, right. computer program that we so, can tie so in with. So plume modeling. Talk plume, about a plume. So I'm going to, yep. So I was just talking to a writer that we have today about what a plume model is. <clears throat> we have Hazmat One. It's a, a big hazmat truck that we share between City of Prescott and uh, CAFMA. Since it's a regional team, they'll have it for three months. We'll have it for three months. We got this truck back in 2016. In the back of this truck, it has a command cab. It also has all of our equipment, Okay. Uh, which you asked about earlier, and I'll, I'll get yes. to. But in the command cab, there's computers, and those computers are programs that we can tie in with the with NOAA, or, uh, or we can get local weather once we get on site. But in theory, our response area is anywhere in Yavapai County. Actually, we can go anywhere in the state. Okay. Um, but our our main area is pretty much on this side of Mingus in Yavapai County. If we have some distance to go, I can get in the back of the command cab. If I know what the product is, the size of the leak, um, uh, what the container is, I can plug okay. all that stuff into the computer and run a plume model. Now, the computer will take a picture, uh, will show me a picture of that area, okay. square mile, as big as I want. And it'll put a pin on it, and it'll tell me what that dispersal rate is going to be over the hour, two hours, and three hours, what okay. they predicted. And the reason why you have that is for evacuation purposes. Right. So if we have a chemical that's going to become, it's going to get be a gas, low-lying right. gas, particularly in temperatures like this, um, that's when the chemicals tend to, certain chemicals tend to stay lower to the ground. Right. Then we need to work on an evacuation plan. I can print that in the back, and I can hand that to the incident commander and say, Here's what you need to do for evacuation. And then I can go back to work and start working on what we're going to do to um, stop the leak. Right. And uh, start doing some damming, diking, and control where that spill is going to go. Okay. So uh, one thing that I'd like to point out about Hazmat One, you talked about how we share it with the city of Prescott. Yes, sir. That was also a shared expense with the city of Prescott. It sure was. And for some of your other equipment, we do get grants from the county and other places that help us buy gas meters, mm -hmm. um, for gas meters, uh, computer equipment, computer programs, keep them updated, those types of things. Mm -hmm. We also have on the team access to an expert. I'm not saying you're not an expert. no. Uh, no, I, I bow to the guy. It's great. Yeah. Steve Maslansky. He has been with the team, volunteering his time. We keep telling him we're going to give him a raise. Right. He's still waiting on that. Um, Steve Maslansky is our specialist. So he's he would be considered a hazmat specialist. Mm -hmm. Well, because he's, he's a genius. He's written books. His background is in the uh, U.S. Army. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he also worked for um, a department – that was adjoining city of New York. Right. Um, he was a chief on their department, hazmat chief. At, the guy's a genius. So Didn't he work on him. some Superfund site cleanups? He absolutely did. Okay. He has worked on several. He's also mm -hmm. um, um, been called in as a expert witness for um, litigation, Okay. whatever. So yeah, he's he's pretty much a genius. He's so the guy. what are some of the some of the things that we have in this area, just so the community recognizes it? I know we have uh, the railroad goes through. Those folks who live out in Paulden Chino are mm -hmm. probably more familiar with the railroad. Yeah, uh, coming through there. So there's a hazmat uh, potential. Mm -hmm. um, any fuel truck 
coming into our area, mm-hmm. driving around the highways. Um, those are potential if there's a problem with one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, propane trucks yeah. could be a hazmat incident. A propane fill station could end up being a hazmat incident, depending on what it is. Um, and you have the ability to to plug those and shut those types of things down. But those, I don't, I, I think the general public doesn't realize, you know, how much we actually have in our community that could present a danger. Now, under normal conditions, it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But when something happens, it's folks like you and the regional team and Steve Maslansky and the equipment that we have that's able to respond mm-hmm. and mitigate that incident and ensure the safety of the community. Well, let me give you a couple of examples of what we have here in uh, Prescott Valley. So one of our larger potentials would be um, the event center, mm-hmm. right? Skating rink. It's a... Uh, it's just ice, though, right? Yeah. Well, no? Refrigerant. It's ammonia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> An ammonia leak would be uh, An not ammonia good. leak would be really, really bad. Right. Yeah. If that was released, it'd be really, really bad. But we th- – that system, we look at it. We go to it about every mm-hmm. year, every other year maybe, and we bring all new team members in there just to look at the plumbing. We're not experts with the plumbing. Mm-hmm. But what we do is we do a site tour, and we evaluate what that equipment looks like. Mm-hmm. Where we could sh- can we shut things down? Can we not shut things down? How are we going to mitigate it? And what the evacuation plan would look like should there be a release? Um, it's a potential, right? We're, I mean, uh, uh, go to the event center, please. Have a good time. Yes, it, it's go to the event center. We love the event center. We work very <laughs> closely with s- the event center. I don't want to scare people. Okay, no. on a smaller scale though, mm-hmm. uh, carbon dioxide. It's been kind of a newer thing we've been dealing with, right? <clears throat> not monoxide, dioxide. So where would that be coming from? You mentioned Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. As an example of a restaurant that has soda dispensers. Well, yeah. there's all kinds of carbon dioxide. They use carbon dioxide to give you that... that uh, The bubbly the, stuff. The bubbly stuff, all the fizz. Right, the bubbly stuff now is that's good. that's injected into it. And if there's a leak there, that fills the, the room with carbon dioxide. So a couple of years ago, uh, we wound up getting a meter that mm-hmm. measures carbon dioxide. Before then, we would use our four gas meters and we would look for oxygen displacement. Okay. We may not be able to identify it. So that's another important thing to bring up with the meters, just quickly. Um, we measure for certain gases. Some of those sensors mm-hmm. might fire off and it might not be that gas. For instance, um, we can measure for hydrogen sulfide. Okay. That's sewer gas. But if we're in a a uh, let's say a store that sells batteries, mm-hmm. right? And a battery goes bad and it smells like sulfur in there, it's going to pick it up. Right. Does that mean it's sulfur dioxide Not, or um, hydrogen sulfide? That's what I meant to say, hydrogen sulfide. Mm-hmm. Sulfur dioxide is really, really bad. Uh, hydrogen sulfide, no, that's not what that is. It just means the sensor is picking something up. So that's the cool thing I like about having right. that mm-hmm. is you don't just look at the bloody thing and go, oh, this is what I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. You have to look at everything else that's going on around you, what led to the release, what is the potential release? Right. And so it's that investigation that I really enjoy about all that. So hazmat releases can be something very minor. Right. And they could be very, very major. And that's kind of what we – that's just two extreme examples mm-hmm. of what we have in our community. Well, and I, I think there's there's something else that, that people don't realize. And I'm just going to take a shot at electric vehicles right now. Oh. Because when you have an electric vehicle fire and you're trying to suppress that fire on a roadway or wherever it is mm-hmm. – uh, the runoff from that, because the batteries and the chemicals and the, the lithium-ion batteries, that creates another 
incident within the incident mm -hmm. for that runoff. You don't want that water getting into the water system. Right. And so our all of our fire personnel are operations level hazmat, mm -hmm. which means they can we can say, hey, I need I need a berm over here. We need to contain this right. and everybody can do that. Then we have our hazmat technicians, which mm -hmm. are to level up. This is where we can do what we call offensive mm -hmm. actions. The offensive actions would be doing the plumbing. We would right. we would stop whatever leak is going on. We can get not into the product, but we can get mm -hmm. much, much closer to the product. Um, but the operations level guys, they would have to stop that incident that within the incident that you're talking right. about. Yeah. And that's something that, that people don't think about. Uh, there was just an EV fire, electric vehicle fire in uh, the city of Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. Phoenix responded and it ended up being, I think they went to two alarms. Uh, it took thousands of gallons of water to try to put this thing out. They finally got it cooled, mm -hmm. got it onto the tow truck. And as it was driving away, it caught on fire again and had to drop it. More runoff, more mm -hmm. hazmat incident. It's, it, those things are a serious challenge. They are. Not, not as green as build. Uh, so just real quick to kind of close it out. A lot of folks may not know. You may not know that I was a hazmat tech at one point, wore the big marshmallow suit. Um, and to explain why I am the way I am, mm -hmm. um, I went to school right next to an unmitigated Superfund site, uranium. And <laughs> nice. so we drank the well water from the area and the, the, the white-tailed deer there – Massive, but I wouldn't eat them. Yeah. Today, it's the highest point. You can look it up. Highest point in St. Charles County, 10 stories high of rock covering this, this site. That was part of the cleanup. And the fire marshal at the time, because then I ended up working in a fire district that covered that area. Mm -hmm. He went to check it out as he was leaving. They hit him with a radiological meter, and he popped positive on his pants. So they had to take his pants away from him. No pants. So. No pants. But, but I mean, that reduces 90% of the contamination. You know, the good thing is for me, it makes me easy to see at night mm -hmm. because of the glow. Absolutely. Right. It's Nothing not just because that. I'm bright. It's because I've been contaminated. <laughs> so with that, uh, Cap Molson, thank you so much for, for sharing about that. The hazmat team, yeah. what you guys do, what you have. Um, I think this is good information for our community. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. You're very and welcome. with that, thank you for watching. Thank you.